What's up, what's up, what's up? Alrighty, talking random shit. Random shit. Okay. What's in the news today? What's something that is worth talking about, discussing, or uh, looking at? Let's have a look. Let's have a look-see. Alright. So, oh, jeez. Actually, let's talk about one little issue. Uh, the coronavirus. <laughs> um... Yeah, okay. That's uh, something to be worried about, I guess. Uh, I wouldn't be worrying too much as it's not as evasive as, let's say, I don't know, the uh, T3 or whatever they called it on Resident Evil. I know it's a movie. I know zombies don't exist. I know zombie diseases aren't real to a degree. I completely get that, people, but... Um, it's the hindsight of it. It's the, okay, uh, a disease or a pandemic that gets out to the world and it's been caught by so many people and, you know, people are dying and people are suffering and whatever else. But it's not moving as quick and as rapid as it could. Like, it's moving quick. It's dangerous. People are catching it. People are dying. Yes. Take this seriously. Don't... Be complacent, but, but, and this is a big but, a big, round, juicy but, okay, but, please, don't be fuckwits, dickheads or wankers, okay, you are one of the three, if you have gone to Safeways and filled a trolley full of toilet paper, Or, if you have gone to Safeways and filled a trolley full of pastas, milks, and all sorts for your family of, I don't know, three, or family of four, or family of five, I know you're worried. I know you want backup. I know you want to be prepared for the worst. But guess what? There's elderly out there. Yeah. Elderly. That are either by themselves or only in a house of two people. So they don't necessarily have kids, okay? And they don't necessarily have such a big family to protect. But guess what? They're more vulnerable than your children, than you, than your safe little house of five. These individuals, these elderly individuals are actually most at risk than anybody else. And they are the ones that are struggling, especially the ones that don't have transport, you know, or don't have someone that they can rely on. These are the the people that are in the most dangerous situation and have the most to fear and the most to prepare for. And you selfish, selfish Fuck-witted, dick-headed, wankerish people that flood these supermarkets just to fill trolleys, spend hundreds, if not thousands, to prepare for your well-off, silver-spoon-fed family of five or six or seven or whatever. And you use your kids, your vulnerable, innocent kids, as an excuse 
to do so. Yet, guess what? If you went back to just shopping as a normal fucking person, you know, like, all right, you buy a pack of 24 toilet rolls for a family of five. Fair enough, you buy a second pack. That's being prepared. That's actually, that's being responsible, that's being prepared. But that's about as far as you want to go. So why? Why, oh why, a family of fives and family of fours and family of threes filling trolleys up with toilet paper? We're not just two packets max. We're talking these people are walking out with five or six. They've, they've had to actually introduce policies across Australia in supermarkets to only allow certain amounts of rations to be given out. Because people act like fucking children, like it's the end of the fucking world. Like, don't get me wrong. Take this shit seriously. But don't take it so seriously that you're essentially treating the world like it's the end of days. Like the zombie apocalypse has just broken out and they're doing everything. If you want to go into survival mode, we can go into survival mode. You know what I mean? But you're not going to like it when... Polly's dressed up to the shit house and looks like he's straight out of Mad Max fucking four or Mad Max three. Uh, I've a car covered in fucking solid steel blades and fucking machine guns, and I'm going around pillaging through your fucking home, tying your family up and taking what I want, so I can survive. You just won't like it when I I go into survival mode. So why is it okay for you guys to go into survival mode, you know, and protect you and yours? Maybe, just maybe, if you had some some consideration, a little bit of compassion, that's all, all you need, just a teaspoon of consideration, a tablespoon of compassion, and just think of someone other than yourself or your family. Yes, you and your family are most important to you. Yeah, of course, obviously. But in a time of need and crisis, don't just think of you and yours because your community is a part of yours. Your community is there when you need them, when you want to put your son or your daughter into a local football team or a local basketball team or a local soccer team. Use a community then. So be a community now. And have each other's backs. Look after each other. Our supermarkets wouldn't be drained to its very last stock levels if we all looked after each other. I deliberately went to the supermarket this morning. And my intention was going to buy two packets of paper towel, because that's all they've got to wipe your ass with now, my intention was to buy two packets of paper towels so I could hand out for free to an elderly person of my choosing, I could hand out one one of the two packets I bought. Just as a kind, nice gesture. But after how I was treated... And the way I was treated at the front of the supermarket by people in excess of 50 years old 
and how they were treating me as a young person trying to gain food. Okay, so I work at certain hours from the morning to the night where I can't actually shop first thing in the morning unless I choose to take the morning off or not earn money running a small business that I run. So I generally only have time in the afternoon. By the time in the afternoon, everything is gone. I, I, I literally could not buy anything for my dinner the other night. I bought a box of Special K for dinner. The most nutritional thing that I could possibly fucking get for myself was a packet of Special K. Now, my eyes, that's a bit fucking sad. That the only thing I could reach for for dinner was a, a box of Special K in this day and age, in 2020. Because the coronavirus is scaring people into thinking it's a zombie apocalypse. What a fucking joke. An absolute fucking joke. So I have to spend premium dollar on products that I don't necessarily need nor want... Because I have no other choice. So everyone else going into survival mode has forced me into survival mode. And I'm still relaxed about it. Like, whatever. I'll eat whatever I can get my hands on. I'm not fucking fussed. I'm disappointed. In the fact that I don't get a choice thanks to other people. Taking my choice away from me. Because they're panicked. And they act like fucking children. Okay, so let's just have some compassion, some consideration, some forethought for other people other than you and your own family. Think of your community. Think of what you could do to help other people. Because guess what? If everybody in this world did one thing each day for somebody other than their family or themselves, if they did one thing for somebody they don't know, they don't know their name, they've never seen them before, never met them before, and they do one kind act towards that person. And you do that once, every day, for the rest of your life, but everyone on this planet does that, this world would be a better place. But it's the inconsideration, it's the lack of compassion, it's the selfishness, the self-entitlement. You know, and... Not to mention, it's the convenience. You know, after everything I've just said, okay, I might be contradicting myself here. <laughs> but let me just go ahead and say this. It's the convenience that is killing people. Okay? So, what I mean by that is... I may have sounded a little bit dramatic just, just a second ago saying that, you know, all I had to eat for dinner was Special K. Well, guess what? Special K is some form of nutrition. That is something. I haven't yet gotten to a survival mode where I'm surviving off what's outside, what's growing on the bushes outside, what's growing on the ground or what I can scavenge, okay? Because we're not, we're not at that point. We're not even close to that point. There's always going to be something in the supermarkets that I could grab that I can turn into something 
And being that I used to be a chef, it makes it a little bit easier because I can turn a lot of different things that you don't usually eat or whatever, and I can turn it into a healthy meal or, or whatever. So, all right. So, I will admit, I did get get a little bit dramatic there. But, however, it's not the point. I'm just, I'm now acknowledging the convenient, the convenience and the lack of convenience in a crisis that tends to make the situation worse than what it actually really is. Okay, so most people are actually panicking because they're losing the option of convenience. Okay, so now that they're... For example, the toilet paper aisle. The shelves that stock the toilet paper are all empty at nearly every supermarket. Okay, so it's the convenience of nice, soft, three-ply toilet paper. That convenience is now gone. So people panic. What's the next best thing? What's the next best thing that I can grab off the shelf? Well, the next best thing is to grab tissue. And then following tissue would be paper towel. Following paper towel would be napkins. Following napkins would be baby wipes, I would assume, or face wipes. So... It's, it's a struggle, but it's a, no, let me, let, let me say this, it's a struggle and it's an inconvenience, but we aren't even close to a survival mode yet, to a panicked, full-blown crisis. This isn't the Black Plague, this isn't Ebola. This isn't an AIDS epidemic or pandemic. This is a, a more evasive cold that will kill and can kill if you are vulnerable, whether that's a weak immune system due to old age or young age or whatever it may be, sickness, whatever. We are vulnerable to it, can be vulnerable to it, sorry. So with that said, I suppose, yeah, I suppose with all that said, it comes down to having some maturity, having some level-headedness, and understanding that you and your family aren't the only people in your community or in your town or in your state, in your country. You aren't the only people. And there's far more people that don't have as much resource or don't have as much opportunity as some of you. So this coronavirus has really, really put some people out there and shown their true colours. And to be honest, I don't think using your children or your family as an excuse to panic buy or stockpile is... I don't think that's a good enough excuse. I think be prepared... And I suppose to a degree, yes, you you can stockpile to a degree. But our country hasn't gone into lockdown yet. 
we have a grand total of five deaths out of the 28 million people we have in this country we have five count them on one fucking hand one two three four five deaths We've had more consecutive deaths from viruses, diseases, uh, colds, and all sorts. We've had more deaths from uh, meningococcal, from SARS, from bird flu. We've, we've had more deaths from drink drivers per minute than the coronavirus. So yes, even though it is dangerous... And it is something to be careful of. And it is something to prepare. But it isn't a zombie apocalypse. And it isn't the end of the world. Okay? Jesus, people. Really, believe what you want to believe. Whether you're left, right, Republican, fucking Democratic. Shit. You can be a communist. You could be fucking... I couldn't care less what side of the field you swing politically or what you listen to or what you read. If you believe uh, things like the Daily Mail and you believe this, that and the other, I I couldn't care less. Believe what you're going to believe. Do what you're going to do. However, don't put other people out because of your choices. Now, look, if the world ends fucking tomorrow... And turns into a post-apocalyptic world thanks to the coronavirus. And the coronavirus really does break down systematic governments and uh, laws and, uh, and all that crap. Let's say it does happen. We wake up tomorrow and it's the end of days. Okay? Due to this coronavirus. Well, guess what? All laws go out the window. Fighting for a bale of fucking toilet paper is going to be the last of your worries. Because this world will go from this world will go from a civilized society that we know that you are all proud of going to survival of the fittest. I know I'm not the fittest, but I do know that if it is a matter of matter of survival of the fittest and it is a matter of survival and everything else goes out the window, and is heading towards the post-apocalyptic world, if you just want to be selfish now, wait until then. Because then, you will actually have gangs, if not groups, of people rummaging through houses, ransacking, raping, pillaging, destroying, Exuding strength and power to get what they need to survive. Because that's, that's, that's human reaction. That's what we are as humans. If history has shown us anything, we show fuck all to little regard for human life. Let alone animal life. I mean, geez, we, we treat... We treat animals that breathe the same air, bleed, similar blood, (laughs) suffer from mental health issues, just like a human would. 
that eat, that shit, that get sick, that get well. We treat animals like they're fucking bits of dirt. We actually treat dirt better than we do most fucking animals. So if that's how we treat animals and that's how we view animals and we see them as insignificant and nothing, well then, it's not that hard to believe that if push come to shove, that's exactly how we would treat each other. Well, we have proven that in the past with wars. We've had wars in the past where we've had rules of engagement, rules that both sides must follow upon attacking each other. But even then, even still, our, our true colours come out. You know, and I mean, you look at, you look at World War I and World War II, for example. World War I and World War II. There were rules of engagement, yet there was still genocide. There was still torture. You know, it just goes to show what humans are really capable of. Now, it just reverts back to my, my honest beliefs. Now, this is why me and... Well, part of the reason why me and my partner believe that having a kid is a bad mistake in this point in time in life. Now, the reason why this is part of the reason, right? And the reason why it is, is because we value animals, plants... Well, essentially, we value this earth more than we value the humans that live on it. I find that humans actually are on the bottom rung, and we are the worst thing for this planet. We're the worst thing for animals. We're the worst thing for a lot of things. Our innovation, which is best for us, is worse for everything else. We innovate. We create cars. We run them on petrol. We refine the petrol. We create gases, we create uh, flumes, we, uh, we create pollution for a situation that betters ourselves at the cost of others. So fuck the environment, I need to drive. Or I need to watch NASCAR or V8 supercars. You know, I've always thought that was ridiculous. That where we justify as humans because we see ourselves at the top of a food chain because we're intelligent. Dumb enough to walk into an African jungle unarmed and get eaten by a lion, but we still seem to think that we are top of the food chain. You know, swim out in a black wetsuit with fins on so that you look like a, a large seal in the ocean in shark infested waters yet we blame the shark when the shark comes up to feed get what I'm saying? see what I'm saying? we claim to be the smart ones we claim to be the ones on top of the food chain we claim to be intelligent yet some of us are some of the dumbest creatures on earth I swear to god my cat looks at some humans and thinks to herself what the fuck dad I'm more intelligent than this human 
My cat looks at me sometimes with a look of disgust, like, what the fuck? Because guess what? Humans aren't the end all of everything. My belief of humans isn't that we are the special ones and that the world revolves around us. Oh, absolutely not. I believe that we are just a heightened, intelligent form of bacteria that just won't stop growing. And like most bacteria that grows, can potentially hold a risk against what it grows on. Or what touches it. Or that we start off as a bacteria and turn into a uh, parasite. We're a bacterial parasite. We're the worst of the worst. We create the worst of the worst. We produce the worst of the worst. So what makes us so good on this, in this world, on this planet? What makes us the best? Your intelligence? Because as far as what I'm seeing down at fucking supermarkets where people go into a fucking spiral panic over fucking a virus forcing people to buy up trolley loads of fucking toilet paper. As far as I'm concerned, that's far from intelligent. I know animals that, that care for their counterparts fucking more than, than what humans do for, for each other. It is an absolute fucking joke. And that's why I would always, in every scenario, save a fucking animal over a human. Unless that human happens to be my partner. If you are a random human being and I don't know you and there's a drowning cat right next to you, you best believe I'm fucking saving that cat. Because when that human drowns, trust me when I say this, that is one less dickhead on this fucking earth. Regardless of how nice or good that person was, that's one less human on this earth, that's one less footprint to damage this planet. Now I can save that cat and that cat can go kill a whole bunch of native fucking birds, but guess what? That's the animal kingdom, that's nature. Sure, that nature might have come from a different region or country or whatever, and we've put it in this region or country, and it's killing our native regional fucking animals or whatever. Couldn't care less. Because guess what? That cat will survive and continue to live the way that it lives, and that cat will make less of a footprint on this earth. It could kill... What what was it determined in America that... In America, cats kill... Over a billion birds every year. Native and introduced birds. A billion die every year thanks to cats. That's ridiculous. That's more people than... More humans that live in America. But every year are dying. That's birds I'm talking about, not humans. I didn't really word that last paragraph right. Okay, so like, basically, if you doubled or tripled or whatever it is to, 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 to make a billion, make up a billion birds, but you doubled, tripled the, the, the human population in USA, all right, you would get the number 
of birds that are killed every year by cats and cats alone. That's how deadly cats are to the wildlife. Yet they still seem to make less of an impact on this planet than what humans do. See, we can sit there and we can point the finger at cats and how cats kill over so many fucking native species every year, blah, blah, fucking blah. How many native species have gone extinct thanks to humans? All around the world, not just Australia, not just America, not just Africa, like around the world. How many animals have gone extinct thanks to either humans directly or humans indirectly? Okay? So we can point the finger at cats all we want and make out like cats are the worst thing on earth. No, we are the worst thing on this planet. We are a bacterial-ridden, evolutionized fucking parasite. That's what we are on this planet. We are actually the worst of the worst. So the least we can do is try and do the right thing into bettering this planet and focus more on this planet. But you know what? We have so many people that are stuck in their old ways and they look at demog- demographies such as vegans and, and, and fucking hippies and uh, free-spirited people and they look at that demography thinking, well, oh, these airy-fairy hippie fucking bastards that, that want to save the planet and blah, blah, blah. That stigma is what's destroying you and destroying this planet because you aren't man enough to go, you know what? I'm not a vegan and I don't like a lot of vegans for what they stand up for and what they fucking, what they say and how they act and this, that and the other. Because personally, me, Paul, I don't like vegans. Why do you have to label and be something when it's just a matter of eating healthy? You're choosing to cut out animal byproducts and animals out of your diet so you can eat healthy, okay? Because eating fruit and veg is healthy, and it's fine to be, to, to be quote-unquote vegan. It's absolutely fine. There is nothing wrong with it. I, I'm, I just don't like it being labeled as something labeled as vegan so you have to be vegan if if you decide to cut out animal byproducts and animals out of your diet that makes you vegan i think that that is a load of bullshit because you change your diet you seem to be making such a huge difference yet soy farms are one of the worst things of agriculture on this planet just do yourself a favor and look into to, to soybean farming. Just take the time out of your weekend and have a look at soybean farming and see the damage that soybean farming does in comparison to stock and cattle. You know, for people that want to save the earth, they're... Uh, oh, they're const- oh, not constitution. What's <laughs> what, 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 what's that that word that um? Oh, I can't think of it. What a waste of time. <laughs> they're uh, yeah. So they're replacement. They're yeah. They're replacement of whatever they're using. So like soy milk. So instead of using dairy milk, they use soy milk. Yet the soy been farms that the soy milk derives from does more damage to this planet than anything 
So, with that said, um, now I'm not I'm not agreeing that we need to pack farms out with cattle. And we need to kill these cattle and we need to eat meat, 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 meat. If I had it my way, this is the way the world would be run. You grow your own vegetables and if you choose to eat meat, you have to kill it. Because what I, and I'm fucking sick of this because I'm a huge animal lover. I believe that animals should be running this fucking planet and animals need to have the power of this planet and we, we need to take a book out of the animals' pages. Instead of this civil society where we're all fortunate enough to have silver spoons up our ass and live in houses and have roofs over our head and, and have carpet under our feet and bedrooms and schools and infrastructure and this, that and the other, right? Fuck society off. Get rid of it. Go back to a primitive tribal era of hunters and gatherers. Alright, so you claim your little bit of land away from everybody else. And you look after you and your tribe and your family and your community. So you grow your own food. You hunt your own meat. You gut your own animals. You use the bones. You use the fur. You use the the uh, the offal. You... You respect the animal for what it for its life that it had lived, and you respect the animal for what is happening to their 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 body and their life and 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 everything that that had been brought up till then. You respect it. Now, most people that go down the Safeways and buy. You know, mints and steaks and chicken breast and this, that and the other. Most people, and I would say 95% of those people, wouldn't have the guts to even watch the process of what it takes for them to buy supermarket meats. Let alone do it themselves. So if I had it my way, I'd force every single one of you fuckers to be self-reliant. If you want water, you get water. You source the water, you find the water, you bring that water back to your much-needed family. Because maybe then you'll think about, hmm, hang on a sec, we'll stop having kids after this, this one or this two. Because I can't hunt and gather enough resources to provide a, a somewhat of a life for my family or my tribe. Okay, and that would make you think what you're willing to do for your family and your kids in that sort of outlook. Me personally, I, I would never have kids in any sense of the word. If I could kill off the human race so the animals could take the earth back over, I would, absolutely, without a fucking hesitation. Because we're the biggest pieces of shit on this fucking planet. Now, I, I love some people, but I hate most people. And from what I see from... Uh, the bullshit medias to the social medias to uh, out in public we've all been brainwashed and, 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 and forced into a cue that we never ne necessarily asked for so if I had it my way we'd all be self-reliant, self-sufficient if that meant, meant people ran around murdering each other and that without being regulated or whatever then fucking so be it absolutely so bad you know it's obviously not ideal but how's it any worse than the situation we're in now 
You know, I feel that it's fucking bullshit that most of you well-off people sitting from the comfort of your own homes, your couches, your beds, the carpet underneath your feet, most of you are sitting there going, oh, well, that's a world I don't want to live in. Why? Why don't you want to live in there? Because it's not comfortable. Because it takes you out of your survival mode. It actually forces a human to do what humans were made to do back when we were first put on this planet. We were forced to survive. And we're capable of so much more that we're regulated these days so that the rich can continue getting rich and the poor can continue being poor. Now, I've been poor and I've been... I wouldn't say rich because I'm not rich. I'm an Aussie battler. That turns over less than $34,000 a year. Less. So trust me, I'm not fucking rich. Neither is my partner. Neither are either of our families. We don't come from rich backgrounds. We don't come from rich families. But I can tell you, I've been homeless. I've been poor. And I've lived from dollar to dollar. And I'm telling you, life as we know it is a fucking joke. You're given the illusion of as if you're given choice in this world and uh, as if you're given an opinion like it fucking matters. Because none of it fucking matters. At the end of the day, the crazy fucking government and towns and societies and countries and states that we live in are all controlled. And if you really... It doesn't take a fucking dickhead to, to see it that way. You don't have to believe in conspiracy theories or watch documentaries to to know any of this information. This information is right in front of your fucking face. You can open up a newspaper and it's there. You click on something on the internet and it's there. There is everything and anything that you need to know about money running this world. Because at the end of the day, that's what runs this world and that's who you're answering to. Money. Now, survival in 2020 comes down to what money dictates to you, what you can and can't fucking have and what you can and can't buy. Hey, look, I fucking, I applaud anyone to go out and make their own fucking toilet paper to wipe their own ass or uh, come up with some sort of alternative of wiping your ass that doesn't involve you relying on the system to come up with a product to wipe your ass, okay? So, for example, if you're self-reliant and you're walking outside grabbing leaves and wiping your ass with leaves and throwing it out the front and it makes no difference to no one and you don't have to pay anyone to, to for the leaves and you don't have to pay anyone to get rid of the leaves and you know what I mean? Like, if it comes down to that, like, you're self-fucking-sufficient. Sure, no one likes wiping their ass with fucking leaves. And in a society that we live in now, you probably get called crazy and have a cat team fucking called on you. But back in the primitive time when humans were made and humans were evolving and, and, and taking control of the earth as we know it, back then they were wiping their ass with leaves with no judgment. And they weren't, they weren't spending money on paper towel or worrying about uh, the outbreak of a coronavirus and having to stockpile this and stockpile that. Nowadays, everything is so regulated and everything is, it, it costs. 
There isn't anything you can do in this world without paying to do it. You know, it's... It, it, it really gets you thinking. Really, really, really gets you thinking. Like, what kind of a fucking world do we live in where you actually, you're more constricted and you have less and less freedom every day that you wake up, the older you get. You are bound by this society that you live in, that you work for, that you're a part of. You are bound by it. Nothing will ever fucking change. Ever. But to take a positive out of all this negative, the positive would be, acknowledge it. Acknowledge that this world is shit. That's not to say that you have to live a shit life and be depressed. And I'm not sitting here kicking myself every fucking day. I adapt to this fucking stupid society that I fucking hate so much. And I adapt to the fucking humans in it that I absolutely hate. I adapt because there's nothing else I can fucking do. Even if I fucking gave up everything right now and just had the clothes on my back and I walked straight into the outback and thought, fuck it, I'm becoming a bushman. I'm... I'm living life and uh, my way and, and, and self-sustaining the way I want to self-sustain and live off the grid and this, that, and the other. I could do that today, absolutely. I could go off and I could fucking do it right fucking now. But I'm sure a council or a government official or someone will pull me up, hey, you can't fucking stay here unless you pay for a camping fee or you can't do this or you there is always something that will stop you or prevent you or force you to fucking pay because that's the way this world is ran so with all that said it's not a lot you can do about it absolutely not i acknowledge this factor and it hinders me some days but it actually helps me most days it helps me with choice it helps me not take life so seriously. Enjoy it while you've got it. Enjoy it while you can. Make the most of the situation you've been born into. I'm I'm only one man. One insignificant fucking man. I know they make people feel fucking... Make people feel special and they tell you you're special from the get-go. And, you know, I, I know that one person can turn into a president or a prime minister and change things and this, that and the other. But really, like... Really, how big of a difference? Are you really going to change the world? Because we get one person nearly every generation, if we're lucky, that does something significant enough to change history. But it's not like they change society and they change the way we live. They just change or they innovate. You know, so... Oh, the world's just fucking crazy, everybody. And I think I think way too much into this shit. And hey, everything I've just said could be fucking bullshit. I wouldn't take it as gospel. That's just my opinion. It's just how I've thought, how I've processed shit over time and that. It's not something I'm... I, I'm passionate about anything I talk about. But whether... I have passion for that subject is a complete different subject. So, with all that said, you know, I'm going to fucking end this podcast because it's going on 43 fucking minutes and I feel like I'm just talking the 
fucking no one, which I feel like I'm not going to get any listeners or viewers of whatever the fuck you want to call them. Um, whether I do or don't really doesn't matter. Um, do I just want people to listen? I suppose, I guess. But if you listen or not, it's really, it really doesn't matter. And I really don't think anything I've said is going to change the way anyone fucking views anything or whatever. It's just all rambles. It's all bullshit. I mean, something I've said might trigger something in your head that might go, hmm, hang on a sec, he holds a point. Might make you change the way you live your life or make choices or who knows, who cares. And to be honest, all I have to really say about this matter is just don't take life seriously. Just don't be so serious and literal and and panic and worry because guess what? Worst case scenario of anything in this world is death. And death has been portrayed as such a negative thing in this world that no one wants to die. Oh, God forbid you die and you miss out on such a crazy world that seems to being inconvenienced and anything. Now, I'm not talking as if I'm suicidal and I'm going to kill myself because this world is boring and blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. I want to live as as long as I can, provided I, I don't have to wipe my own ass and provided I can still hold a conversation with people. You know, so I want to live as, as uh, I suppose, as long as I can or whatever. But guess what? I'm not, I'm not afraid of death. I don't build death up to be such a negative thing. I mean, death could be the start of the beginning. You know what I mean? Like... This could just be a fucking test run or a trial or, you know, we don't know. No one knows what happens after death. I mean, that could be just it. You know, we die, that's it. Blackness, no thought, no consciousness, that's it. Done. You know? Or it could restart the clock entirely. Who knows? All I know is that you shouldn't take life so seriously to a point... That it's almost like you're living the movies and the TV shows that you watch day in, day out. Don't be that person. Be your own person. Be an individual. Stop following. Stop swimming with the current. Stop grinding with the grain. Be your own person. Be your own being. Believe what you want to believe. Choose how you want to believe. You know, don't fall into the fucking trap. I feel like every generation has its fucking baby boomers. And every generation has its Gen Y. Find some fucking common ground. Don't be so fucking single-minded. Don't be one of these people that fills a trolley full of fucking toilet paper because of the coronavirus. You know... Be a person that's willing to think of somebody outside of your fucking comfort zone. You know? Do yourself a favour. And when you buy your next toilet roll, buy a secondary one. Except that secondary one, I want you to have no intention on keeping it. I want you to pay for it. Absolutely. I don't want you getting reimbursed for it either. But what I want you to do is get a second packet of toilet paper with the intention of not keeping it. Now, you can take that toilet paper and you can walk outside the supermarket and throw it in the gutter. 
or walk up to someone you think deserves a roll of toilet paper, tap on their shoulder and go, here, I bought one too many because I want to help somebody other than myself or my family. So just, I challenge you. I mean, it doesn't have to be toilet paper. It doesn't have to be something from the supermarket. But I want you to double up on something. Not triple up, not quadruple, not fucking trolley fools. I want you to buy one thing and then buy an additional. And with that additional, I want you to do something other than keep it for you or your family. I want you to either give it away, throw it away, piss on it, shit on it, leave it where it is, whatever. Couldn't care less. As long as it's not for you or your family, just to prove a point, that not everything in this world is important to you or your family. That you can do one thing for somebody other than yourself. Alright, so with that said everybody, everyone have a lovely afternoon, lovely week. And I've just spent fucking 48 minutes and 55 seconds of my day talking shit to my fucking phone hoping that I could come up with some somewhat of an entertaining conversation podcast or whatever I fucking don't know I feel like I'm saying fuck way too often but hey that might be my fucking go to thing fuck my go to thing fucking <laughs> by the way shout out to the corner cafe um, my partner works there she is the uh, the pretty one. I mean, they're all pretty. They're all gorgeous. I love them all down there. They're all beautiful people down there. But yeah, anyways, my partner down there oh, makes a fucking good co- like fucking good coffee. Let me reiterate that. Fucking good coffee is what she makes. I mean, they all make fucking excellent coffee. Shout out to Kiara. <clears throat> Does a really good coffee, I mean, she's from Italy, um, beautiful person, um, Karina, shout out to Karina, um, lovely chick, lovely person to to go in and and see a bubbly little personality and face bopping around the joint, I think she's grouse, uh, big shout out to Rob, my grumpy old man in the kitchen there, I think he is, uh, locally famous for being the old, uh, the old happy, happy grump, um, <laughs> much love to Rob. He's one of the most lovely, uh, most kindest people you'll ever come across. Uh, he's like everybody's dad. And I hope it stays that way because he is a good bloke. Um, shout out to Dean and Jason, the people who essentially run uh, the Thirsty Camel and the cafe down there, Dean and Jason, um, two, two blokes that... Uh, actually together in a partnership um, that, yeah, they they just... <sighs> words can't describe how cool their dynamic is. Like, how cool it is that one runs a cafe, the other runs the bottle and uh, they get to go home to each other and their pets and their kid and... You know, just the dynamic of those two is just fucking amazing. They make you feel so welcome. They just, they know how to look after everyone around them and, and make everyone feel wanted, make everyone feel special. And, you know, I just, uh, 
they have nothing but great things to, to, to say about those blokes. So, I mean, sometimes they get a bad rap by, by customers, um, you know, calling out management and saying, oh, you know, management this, that and the other and bitch and whinge and this, that and the other. Yet, it doesn't take away how good of a human they both are, considering how shit these humans are that have made them out to be. <laughs> um, but these two two blokes, yeah, fucking grouse. Um, big shout out to my brother James, Robbie, um, Petrina in the kitchen. Hello, hi, shout out to you too. Um, essentially everyone, everyone. I just, you know, I think everyone's worth the... Um, the shout out down at that cafe. I mean, they're fucking grouse, grouse people. Absolutely love them. Um, and they make my coffee beautiful every single day. Can never really complain. So, um, yeah, thank you very much uh, to the guys down there. Um, big shout out to my laborers. Um, one being Frosty, one of my best bestest 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 pals um the other one being raku the big fella the big fucking fella yeah that guy yeah he's uh one of the greatest human beings on on this planet just like frosty um grass workers they don't just work for me i mean sean holds his own job and that and i don't think i've had him work for me for a while now but <laughs> uh raku on the other hand raku uh does work for me has worked for me a lot recently uh puts in the effort he actually came camping with me um had such a good time uh fishing with that fella um yeah just big shout out to everyone i suppose everyone that i do care about and everyone that is worth the time and day um that are uh, self-sufficient, they do look after themselves, they're not going into a fucking panic, they're acting like normal, everyday human beings, and that's why I love them. So, shout out to everybody, everybody have a great day, and hopefully I will get you back listening to the next podcast. Okay, so that's me done, everybody, have a good day, night, evening, whatever. Ciao!